All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Paul, and I am not joined by my com- uh, my notorious compadre and my co-host today, Mr. Brendan Veeman. Uh, he is already tied up in several other things, and I have the sincere joy um, selfishly the privilege uh, now that I get to talk one-on-one with uh, a crypto legend, a crypto great, uh, Mr. Lark Davis, who's built himself uh, a tremendous following, has had some incredible uh, reporting and analysis on the crypto markets. Um, so Lark, it's just me and you today. Uh, I hope you're ready for it. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Ufi Video Lock, a smart lock a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recording. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. Absolutely. Um, no, we're, we're excited. And I'm sure a lot of my uh, folks who are listening right now uh, have probably stumbled across your work, probably subscribed to some level of uh, services that you have or listen um, you know, you, you've definitely gotten a, a huge footprint. Um, so first and foremost, um, you know, everybody who's listening, you guys should go also check out Lark Davis on YouTube um, and, and everywhere else that he's got his socials. Uh, but uh, if you haven't heard of Lark Davis yet, I'd be surprised. But also, uh, Lark, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you become kind of a, a force here in the crypto industry, uh, building one of the most successful YouTube channels? And uh, tell us a little bit about what your what your life looks like here in crypto. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll answer the, the first one there. So basically, my journey into crypto, it wasn't sort of intentional. Like, I'm going to become a big crypto influencer and build a business with my newsletter around it and all this kind of stuff. That all sort of grew over time. And, and being in this space is definitely a growing experience, creating contents, a, a big learning curve, investing in cryptos, an even bigger learning curve. So there's a lot of a lot of steps to this journey without a doubt, but it's been a crazy journey and I I love crypto. I love making content. It's almost like uh, an obsession, if you will. And over the years, one of the things that's really kept me going is how exciting the industry is. That's one of the reasons I keep showing up in crypto all the time. Of course, the money's great too, obviously. Everyone loves making money and financial opportunity in crypto is probably a once in a generation event. But really when I start making content, 
it just started off with me documenting my journey. What am I doing? What am I learning about? What are my thoughts on the things that I'm learning about? Making tutorials, whatever it might be, and just sharing that journey with people. And it was at the right time in terms of creating content. Not a lot of people were making content on YouTube back in 2017 around cryptocurrencies. And so I started posting a few videos. Some of those videos started blowing up. I said, I'm going to post more videos. And in November 2017, I actually quit my day job, went full-time crypto a month before the market wow. peak. Yeah, 2018 was an interesting year. I started questioning a lot of life choices. Market topped out right a little bit after. I bet that was a scary time. That's right. That's right. Now it's pretty crazy. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of uh, trials and tribulations and challenges and big learning curves on the way, but it's been a wild experience uh, creating content in this space. I absolutely love it. And what was the second part of your question again? Yeah, no, I'm curious, you know, walk us through um, a little bit about what kind of things you're working on. Is it, um, you know, fundamental research? Are you mostly technical analysis? Are you looking at just news and reporting on current events and, and kind of how are you know subscribers really leveraging what you have to offer? Sure, absolutely. So not so much a technical analysis trading channel. I focus more on investing and finding those kind of opportunities because look, the reality of trading is I do a bit of trading once in a while. It's fine. But the reality of trading is, is that most people are not going to do well trading, but most people can do well investing in crypto. And that's probably the big difference for me is that when you see regular people coming in, you want to help people. You want to make sure that they're doing the best. You want to get, give them the tools that they need to catch their own fish, so to speak, versus feeding them a fish. And so mm -hmm. giving people trade setups and stuff, that's a slippery slope, in my opinion, because people don't know how to manage trades. If you can manage a trade, doesn't mean somebody else can manage a trade. So I focus a lot on fundamentals, looking at project reviews. Like we have a great project review coming out for Arbitrum this week. We did one on Polkadot last week. We also cover a lot of the news and other opportunities in the space, like airdrops. We've been covering all kinds of airdrops recently, and some of the airdrops have been crazy. I got a five-figure airdrop the other day. It's wild. You know, wow. just crypto is such an insane space. And look, not yep. every airdrop turns out to be that good, but some of them do. And there's a lot of money to be made in crypto and you don't have to take massive risks to make the money in crypto, but you do have to put in the work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think airdrops is, is an incredibly relevant topic right now. Um, you know, Jido came out and did a huge airdrop. Celestia was an airdrop for Cosmos stakers. Um, you know, I think, you know, Arbitrum was an airdrop, Optimism. And, you know, they're, they're growing and growing kind of by the day. The more you, you know, you stake on Injective, you're going to get airdrops there. Like, it, it's crazy. Um, do you have a, a resource that you like to kind of look at to see, you know, how to track and manage and, and know if you're eligible for airdrops? And there's a lot to kind of take in. You know, how do you kind of sort through all the noise? It's very noisy. It's hard. And... I don't know if there's any one single resource that's going to give you everything. In our newsletter, we cover quite a few every week. Some of the biggest ones we've covered over the past year, we actually did a calculation of the top five we hit in 2023. And we hit $30,000 on those, just the top wow. five ones. It's crazy. Airdrops are insane. If you position yourself right, if you do the work, if you get in there. And sometimes you just can randomly luck out and you get an airdrop for doing something you're already doing anyway, like Celestia stake, uh, people who were staking and got Celestia, for example, the Cosmos stakers, great for them, right? That was a big, big airdrop. But often you have to put in a little more work to get these uh, airdrops and to find your way to position yourself to do that. So mm -hmm. it's tough. Look, you got you got to find the alpha. And there's lots of alpha out there. I find X is actually a really great place for finding out about huge amounts of airdrop alpha. But it's also a yeah. dangerous place because there are malicious accounts there, people who are sharing phishing links and stuff like this. So 
You can use it as a place to research, but always verify official accounts, always verify that you're getting the right links to go and farm things to get on these different farms. So you have to be really careful. There is unfortunately a huge uptick in scamming going on right now in the cryptocurrency space with crazy amounts of scammers coming in. The bull market's back and the scammers are back right along with it. So you have to be super vigilant and be very careful and realize that somebody's full-time job trying to steal your money. And that's through phishing links and social engineering stuff. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy what's going on out there in the crypto space. Be very, very careful, guys. But that being said, don't be afraid either because there are real opportunities to make real money uh, with these airdrops. So mm-hmm. put, you got you got to put in the work, though. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to go find the alpha. You got to try and find the alpha early, right? And there's so much information being shared about airdrops right now, so it's relatively easy to find it. But then in most cases, you have to go and do the work. And that involves like, let's just take like ZK Sync as an example. That's a very widely telegraphed airdrop. Not a lot of people are probably going to get it because people are lazy. Like with Arbitrum, my Arbitrum, by the way, I just I thought about this at $2, my Arbitrum airdrop is now worth about uh, $10,000. I haven't sold any of my Arbitrum, still holding on to it, which is crazy. And all I did, and all I did and ZK Sync could be the same, but all I did was go and create volume. Use the chain. And so what I've been doing on ZK Sync, you bridge funds over. Here's a quick tutorial for everybody on how to get eligible for the ZK Sync airdrop. Go and bridge some money over using a, a website called Orbiter Finance. By using Orbiter Finance to get your Ethereum on ZK Sync, you're also going to be eligible for a potential Orbiter Finance airdrop. Then once you're on ZK Sync, you need to start creating some volume. Go to a website called Sync Swap. That's the big exchange right now on zk sync do a trade if you the more volume you can create probably the better you want to do it consistently probably show up once or twice a week and just do a couple swaps that will also get you in line for potential sync swap airdrop then if you want to really go for gold and this is something i've been doing this cycle we see that developers tend to get big bonuses so i've been using a website called third web to deploy nft contracts to deploy uh dex contracts to deploy token contracts so like that could be an you know and none of this may qualify me at the end of the day this is how airdrops work you might do all this stuff and get nothing and you can also run your own node now that's a that's a lot trickier for a lot of people there are some websites like chainstack.com that allow you to run a node through them makes it a little bit easier it's more of a plug and play experience versus having to go and do all the more technical steps to get a node set up. So that's probably going to put you in the best running to get an airdrop potential on ZK Sync. So that's an example of what you might need to do. Or you might just hold a token and get lucky one day and you get a $10,000 airdrop in your wallet because you were lucky. That also happens. Everybody loves free money. Um, And and like you said, um, it's not necessarily free because you do have to put in a little bit of work, um, whether you go, you know, use the application. But I mean, I think all, all those resources you just gave um, those are incredible resources. So hopefully everybody could, you know, at some point go back, listen to that, write those down, pause, uh, chain stack and, and, and all the others. Um, I think that's really incredible. Um, now I'm, I'm curious, you know, if you kind of zoom out, um, you know, looking at 2024, uh, we're just starting the year. There's a lot of exciting things. Um, what, what, what's one or two things that kind of get you excited? Um, obviously we're on the, on the day of potentially what could be the approval of the ETF having, you know, that's what we're anticipating, or sorry, the ETF uh, launch, uh, the Bitcoin having comes later this year. What, what, what are you kind of watching? It's an incredible year for markets. If you're here, if you're listening to this conversation, I would like to first say that you're relatively early in this market cycle. You're not the earliest you could have been, but you're pretty damn early. 
It's pretty damn early. And that's a very exciting time to be here because I think 2024 and 2025 have huge potential. Obviously, there's always volatility. Expect 30% corrections, brutal drops that make you sick to your stomach. All that kind of stuff is normal in crypto. Be ready for that. But we are seeing a once-in-a-generation liquidity event, a once-in-a-market liquidity event with these U.S. ETFs. And while so far the approval has been rather muted, showing that it was relatively priced in, what is not priced in is the money that's going to come in because of those ETF products. So the market's priced in the launch. The market has not yet priced in the reality of billions of fresh cash coming to buy Bitcoin. And mm -hmm. as we've seen with this Bitcoin ETF, the market is now rotating capital to ETH. ETH's been pumping on the Bitcoin ETF news, which is very interesting. Now, the big things I'm watching besides the Bitcoin ETF, there's two things that I've really been focusing a lot of attention on and will probably continue to do throughout um, 2024. That's Ethereum layer twos and gaming. Now, look, there's also layer ones that are very interesting, new things coming out. Like, for example, there's um, a new, lots of new chains. There's dozens of new chains. We we'll probably talk about dozens of new chains here, but, and that's a very interesting Chains space. every day. Chains every day. Very interesting space. But Ethereum layer twos, I think, is a major flywheel of value accrual for the main Ethereum asset. So... I'm very much interested in what's going to happen with the Arbitrum token. I'm very much interested in how these new layers are like StarkNet, ZK Sync, Linea, Scroll, how those are going to play out, what that's going to add to the ecosystem, how much ETH that's going to suck into those ecosystems. So the Ethereum layer 2 trade, I think, is a big thing to pay attention to in 2024. Not just those main coins, although the main coins could do very, very well as well, I think StarkNet's going to be super hyped. All these are probably going to be pretty well hyped. StarkNet probably the most hyped, although Linea, ZK Sync also very much hyped. And Scroll is definitely the dark horse, not getting hyped, not getting the kind of TVL that the others are. But that mean, that could mean that it's an undervalued place to try to farm an airdrop and could be an undervalued network when it launches. Just speculation. But that ETH Layer 2 trade for the main coins, very interesting. And for the beta plays, if you can find, for example, the... The new big coin that's going to be the decentralized exchange on like the Manta network, which is another layer two that's coming out. That's, right. Then you get in early and you get that early mover advantage on these new chains. Which one's going to be successful? Which chain's going to be successful? It's all very speculative, but I think it's a lot of money is being made in that space. And the second space is gaming. Gaming, I think, is going to have a major, major comeback in 2024. We've already started to see some gaming coins move a little bit, but man. If you actually start to look at some of the quality of the games that are being launched right now, it's insane. Well, I Look, I've been covering crypto gaming on the channel since I started making videos. And back when I started making videos, the games were like 1980s arcade games like Nintendo. Like not Nintendo 64, not any Nintendo level graphics, right? Uh, shout out to anybody who actually ever played Nintendo and knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy though. But I said back then, look. It's a, such an obvious fit. It's such an obvious fit, crypto and gaming, because you're going to have, and look, we've been talking about NFTs on the channel since 2017 as well, back before anybody cared about it, because they weren't big yet. But if you look back and you try to understand, okay, well, what's the, the key functions that are going to come for gaming here? Ownership of your in-game assets, NFTs, earning in-game assets, NFTs, and getting paid for actually playing the game, which comes down to the tokenization. And so we see some really big, really beautiful games coming out, like AAA-level games, things like Farcana, Off the Grid. Um, by the way, I'm private investor in both those, but I'm private investor in those because they look freaking awesome, and I think they're going to do really, really well. We have others like Shrapnel as well, which is already trading on public markets. I'm not invested in that one, but 
you know, that's out there for people looking for these opportunities in the it market. looks badass. looks badass, absolutely. And there's a lot of games like that that are coming out right now that are looking really good. I've got I've seen a lot of stuff in the gaming space right now. Look, not all the games are going to win long term. Obviously, it's a very competitive space. Gamers are still a bit hesitant towards crypto gaming in general. But man, the potential is absolutely huge. If you can find the one game that gets millions of users, what's that going to do to the token price of that game? But it's a bit needle and haystack. So make sure you're actually really taking your time to think, would I play this game? Could this game be played by other people? Does this game and the team and the idea and the tokenomics have what it takes to be a big game? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, and definitely, you know, manage, you know, manage the risk around that. Don't go all in on the first game you find or, you know, have that be your only bag, you know, God forbid. Um, you know, I, I always kind of let people know that, you know, you, you shouldn't just hold one or two coins or, you know, three coins, right? You know, you should spread your bets around a little but certainly don't like hold 200 coins. No. Um, then you are you know, lost in the sauce. You have no idea where to look. You're tracking news flow from, from 200 different projects and you're lost. You know, maybe somewhere for me, I would think a, a sweet spot, maybe between 10 and 25 coins. Do, do you have a sweet spot that you kind of look in kind of in the liquid part of your portfolio? For me, it's always a, a challenge to try to have as few coins as possible. But that means practically there's always too many coins realistically right so i i think going into this bull market cycle i got down to a place where I was like i'm kind of okay with that it was like 15 coins or something now it's starting to increase again as i find new opportunities like oh that holy right. crap that's a super undervalued coin i gotta get some of that and also stuff like some of my like there's venture investments they made like two years ago and they're finally releasing their token for example and it's like ah oh, but like i'm not gonna sell it now it's a start that would be crazy it's the start of the bull market cycle this is really great stuff like i've got to hold on to it and so now i've got another coin in my portfolio that i'm holding on to so it's a bit tricky i've been thinking about doing some consolidation recently moving a few things around that you know are movable let's say but yeah you don't yeah you don't need too many coins it gets really hard to manage look this is my full-time job doing crypto Right. So if you're, it's not your full time job, if you don't have a lot of time to devote to it, it's really, really hard to manage a portfolio. And so if you have more than 20 coins, I'd say you have too many coins if, if this is not your full time yeah. job. Even if it is your full time job, it's probably too many coins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, you know, back in the day, you know, you'd be an equity analyst or whatever. You'd cover like three stocks and like your whole job, you know, was like, let's, you know, analyze three or four stocks. You'd be an expert at that. You give your boss all the info and, and now there's just so many assets out there. It's, you can't, you know, it's, it's hard to be a master of one. Um, you know, you got to kind of master more, but I am curious just about on, on the private side, like, you know, tell us, you know, from, from an outsider's perspective, you know, I'm curious, you know, how do you get involved with certain, uh, you know, early projects or is this something that just anybody can do? Is there a platform? Is it something that just through the connections you've built over time that you get kind of offered, you know, early deals? Yeah, so the private market's a very interesting place. Um, being a prominent figure in the space, you get a lot of offers, obviously, and that's a, a massive benefit for uh, having, 
you know, sort of the following and stuff that I do is that people want to work with me, right? People want to have me invested in their project, even just to say, hey, this guy's invested in my project. So that's obviously great for me. And it can be tough too, because, you know, people think the private markets, oh, I just throw money in and everything's going to be great. It's, it's a very difficult space to invest in as well, because there's all kinds of intricacies to it that sometimes I think, man, it's just overly complicating my life. I just, just go and buy, and I do just go buy some things on the public market, obviously. I bought lots of things like Arbitrum and some other tokens I've been buying recently. It's just easier not to think about it too much, because with the private market, you get huge vesting periods, for example. Like sometimes I look at them and they're like, okay, well, it's going to be, uh, you know, a 18 month cliff or something. Our token hasn't even gone live yet. And then it's going to be a three year vesting contract. Like, yo, so I'm going to get all those coins during like the next bear market. And like, yeah. that's, that's tough. Like that's, that's a real calculation you got to make in your brain. Like, is that worth it or not? So that's, you know, from my end, I, I think having any kind of following can get you into the private deal flow space. But what I'd like to say is that it's not inaccessible for regular people just because the position that I'm in allows me to have more of that deal flow doesn't mean that regular people can't find it either. There's all kinds of ways that you as a regular investor can get yourself involved in the space. It's just probably going to take more work and a bit more hustle to do it. So here are probably a few of the easiest ways. One is to try to be an ambassador. A lot of these crypto projects are looking for ambassadors that need people who can manage yep. communities, uh, who can create social content, stuff like this. And you can get either an allocation for doing that or some kind of uh, free token reward, like an airdrop, essentially, for doing that. So that's something that people have made a lot of money on previously. And that just requires you being involved in that community and asking for it. Ask for things. Don't expect to be given. Ask, right? Don't do your work for free forever. It's okay to give a little bit, but then ask if you want to get that. Say, hey, guys, I'm a part of the community. I've been making memes for you, whatever. Like, I see a private sale coming up. Like, how about I get some of that allocation? Right. And of course, Americans are always excluded from this stuff, by the way, by the way. So, yeah, you're just being protected by the SEC, guys. I hope you enjoy the protection. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, so that's one way. But ambassadorships might be uh, available for Americans because you might just be able to get an airdrop later or see it as being a payment sort of thing. So that's an, actually an option for you. There's token launch pads as well. Now, that's probably one of the, the better ways to get in. So we see a lot of these coming out, like there's Ape Terminal, which is a new launch pad in the market. They've been doing really well. Dowmaker is an older one in the market. They've launched some of the biggest projects. We have like CoinList, CoinList. I mean, you, CoinList had Solana as their ICO, right? You could have bought it there for, I don't know, pennies on the dollar, essentially, back in yeah. the day. Had you taken the time to go and start an account and do your KYC and register your interest and do all the work to get it done? So you can still get these pre-public deals in the crypto space. They're out there to get. You just have to find the right platforms. The three I just mentioned are probably good places to look. They've had some of the highest value um, returns on their early stage deals on those platforms. So it's worth checking out. And the third is that start social channels. I, I know for, it's not for everybody, but realistically, like there is so much attention in the space right now. And there are so many content creators right now. And a lot of people look are going to look and go, oh, well, see, there's already all these other people making content. There's no reason for me to start. No, be, the reality is there's need for more content creators because in a space where you have lots of people talking about stuff, it's very popular. That means there's room for more voices, your unique voice potentially. And it doesn't take that big of a following to start getting offered potentially high quality private deal flow. 
So it, it's it's a very weird market, but it is out there. More of an people. art than a science. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Again, for the for the regular person getting in, probably the most consistent way to get early stage investments is by the launch pads. So it, figure out which launch pads are going to work for you. Become a master of trying to get the allocations on those launch pads, and you're basically going to print money the entire cycle because these things I love can go it. crazy. I like it when it when it's us printing and it's not the Fed printing. But I guess yeah. that's not too bad because that pumps our bags. Regardless. That's right. That's right. Bring in the liquidity, <laughs> baby. Um, I want to. While I still have you, uh, your time is precious. It's a big day. I want to kind of jump into a, a couple things that are just you know current events. Um, like we said, we're we're on what could be the eve of the very first day that the the Bitcoin ETF could trade. Um, we're going to post this regardless. I'm assuming that this thing's getting approved, that it's going to start trading Thursday, the 11th, bright and early in the morning. Um, I think right before we hopped on, you mentioned you already saw the asset available in Fidelity or in E-Trade or something. Was that right? That's right. There's currently screenshots being shared and uh, even a video, I think, of um, Fidelity. So you can now place limit orders on Fidelity for the Bitcoin ETF products. E-Trade had it available as well. And very interestingly, the CBOE, so this is a big mm. uh, exchange in the States, the CBOE's website had the ARK Bitcoin ETF announcing to be listed. So I love it. And, and it's kind of interesting because like we haven't gotten the official approval, but yesterday there was kind of a fake tweet. And, uh, did you see this? This, I mean, I don't know how anybody could miss it, but for anybody who, who might <laughs> have missed it. all we were it, talking about yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right? SEC's uh, account, uh, your, their Twitter account gets hacked or somebody kind of social engineers somebody and, and finds out a way to post uh, a fake approval. And so I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I'm, I want to get your take, but everybody who kind of saw that, I mean, they thought, okay, wow. I mean, that, was, that looked legit. It was real. Anybody who was going to sell the news probably sold, right? Salt found the news, sold during that period. You saw, I think there was like a billion dollars of liquidations or open interest that was kind of closed out of the market. So there was a huge level of sell pressure. It, it, it rocketed the price from what was $48,000 all the way down to $44,000. So I guess my question is, we sold the news. People realized 10 minutes later, that was fake news. The market kind of stabilized. Is there anybody left to sell the news is it, you know, what, what happens tomorrow when this thing actually starts trading? First, I would like to say, if you do not yet have two-factor authentication on literally everything that you do, then you need to do it because that's what happened with the SEC's Twitter account. They did not mm -hmm. have two-factor authentication set up. Unbelievably. Somebody guessed the password. It's just, <laughs> I can't, can't just believe it. set up two-factor authentication on all your social media, on all your email accounts. Hardware wallets actually can be used to back up your emails and stuff like that in terms of uh, uh, having an extra layer of security. Do it. You're not being paranoid wow. enough with your security. I guarantee it. You're not being paranoid enough. People are coming for your coins. They're going to steal your stuff. Watch out. That's one. Okay. Yeah. Second, what a day, man. Holy cow. This Bitcoin <laughs> ETF news is just wild. Yeah, I think a lot of the sellers are gone. We actually see now with what is currently happening that ETH's pumping and Bitcoin hasn't really done very much, which is very fascinating. I feel like you you hit the nail on the head here that basically anybody who wanted to sell got sold out yesterday. All those sort of trading bots and stuff like this and people who rushed right. to sell the news manually, like that all kind of got washed out. Now today everybody's like, well, crap, I guess it's here now. What are we going to do? So it's fascinating to see that with what seems like 
it actually now listing and being confirmed for listings that the market hasn't sold off like it did yesterday, which is very, very fascinating. Look, this was always going to be a volatile event. As I've said for many, many months and weeks now, expect volatility around this event, no matter what happens, approval or denial. And it seems we're getting the approval and we're getting the volatility. We had volatility yesterday, today, not so much, but we could get big volatility in the next coming days as well. But the thing that I look at with Bitcoin ETFs is the fundamental reality of the numbers behind it. So according to a Bank yeah. of America report, they said that based on the current metrics, and this was a few months ago, but it's, it's a good guidepost for us. They said it takes about $93 million to move the price of Bitcoin by 1%. So let's just round that up to $100 million. Keep it simple for the mass. So every billion dollars of cash coming in moves the price up by you know a quite quite a bit right so that's that, that moves it real fast right and so what yeah happens, it's not, there's like a multiplier effect of like 118 times right so yeah. every one dollar adds like 118 times uh value in market cap i think was if, if we were talking about the same study yeah exactly so this is the thing is when we start to see literally billions coming in from all these guys, right? The Vanek mm -hmm. and BlackRock and Fidelity and all these different characters. And when the sales marketing teams start making the phone calls next week and they start pushing Bitcoin because there's a big real estate grab that's about to go on here, the, the value proposition for companies like BlackRock, Fidelity, et cetera, to be the first movers is absolutely massive. Because once they get people locked into their Bitcoin ETF and they're all offering low fees, big incentives, zero fees in some case for the first $5 yep. billion and all this kind of stuff, really, really big. So it pays to be early. So they want to get mm -hmm. these people in early. They want to capture as much real estate as possible, as fast as possible, because they know that once you get somebody onto the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, they're probably not going to go and switch over to the Vanek ETF next week because the fees are 0.1% lower or something like that, they're just going to stay where they are. Keep it simple. The value proposition long-term for these companies is that they're charging fees. Now, even if the fees are very small, we're talking about billions to tens of billions of Bitcoin uh, dollar value, right? That small fee adds up real fast for these companies. So, and that's every yeah. year, every single year, we're talking about potentially billions of dollars in fees for these companies in the long term. So they want to get that early. So look, that big. is the reality, right? It's the big, right? And so as we start to see a billion come in, that's going to move the price significantly. You start to see two, three, four, five billion come in, right? Five billion is probably going to move the price by 50%. 10 right. billion by 100%. And we've seen all kinds of various estimates. And some of the lowest ball estimates that I've seen, some of the most conservative estimates that I've seen is that in the first year, we're going to see between, I think Galaxy said 14 billion. And I saw one of the big ETF analysts, he said 15 billion. That's like the most conservative cases for them. So that's 140 to 150% gains in the next 12 months for Bitcoin based on those conservative estimates with the cash flows that could come in. Now, obviously... There's lots of variables. Price goes up. Old whales wake up, send more Bitcoin to exchanges, send the price down, more right. stuff's in supply. The, 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 it's very elastic, all this. But it gives you kind of a framework to understand how the price could move around the long tail of this event. Not the day. The day is fun, but it doesn't really matter in the long term price action wise. It's important because it's the first trickle of water coming through this 
now broken yep. dam. And as we start getting more trickles and more trickles and more trickles, the water starts flowing faster. And eventually the, the dam just bursts open and a giant flood of money comes through. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's 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 really a, a milestone moment for, for our industry. And it's one of those things that, you know, now, you know, my dad, who, who's like, yeah, I don't know about buying crypto and downloading a Coinbase and getting a wallet. But now that I could buy it through my Fidelity or my BlackRock account, let's go for it. Time to time to add it to the portfolio. I think there's so many people in that boomer class of uh, citizen uh, all around the world, right? That, that now that it has the stamp of approval, it's legitimized. No longer is it, you know, dirty money. Uh, now it's got the stamp of approval of, of all these registrations and stuff. And I think it's interesting um, that, you know, once Bitcoin gets approved, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be just Bitcoin. Ethereum is probably going to happen in April um, or, or sometime in, in the second half of the year after Ethereum, you know, who knows, right? You could, you could mm -hmm. have now this playbook, if you will, for these digital commodities becoming securities, becoming tradable on, on the most liquid sort of markets. Um, and it could just be a complete, you know, um, you know, trickle down effect. And, and you know, all, all these crypto assets uh, at some point could become crypto ETFs or all the legitimate ones, if you yeah. will. Um, so it's going to be uh, crazy. And this is the start of it all. Um, we've got the halving, which is going to even, you know, more, you know, restrict what a year. the supply. What a year. You got, right. I mean, crazy. Um, I saw this one this one uh, stat that I thought was pretty interesting. It was like, every, uh, there's been three halvings so far. Every year before the halving, the year of the halving, and the year after the halving, all of three of those years end up being positive. So we had a, a positive last year, the year before. We're expecting a positive year this year and another positive year next year. Um, 2026, all bets are off. Um, but I, I got a question for you, Lark, before we let you go. Uh, two questions. Uh, first one is kind of on meme coins. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a favorite crypto meme coin? Do you believe in these? Um, any shout outs there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> that doesn't this? look like a crypto meme <laughs> coin. <laughs> that that, that looks look pretty like funny. Oh, the Kevin James meme of Gary Gensler. That's hilarious. Hey, I just wanted to say one one little remark too on the Bitcoin ETF is that actually uh, 15 years ago on January 10th, Hal Finney tweeted out, he was OG Bitcoin guy. He tweeted out, I'm running Bitcoin, the first person to publicly, uh, you know, run Bitcoin nodes and mine Bitcoin. So it's quite an auspicious date for a Bitcoin ETF approval. Just like Very, very good yeah. call out. Yeah, um, Hal Finney, uh, some people prognosticate that it could be... Uh, one of the original Satoshi Nakamoto members. Yeah, we all wanted to be Hal because Hal was actually a decent human being, right? There's a lot of other people who could be who are not, let's say. Yeah, who are not respectable figures. Anyway, let's talk about memes. Um, memes are hilarious. <laughs> and look, I've faded meme coin investing to my own detriment for a very long time, but I'm going to change that uh, moving forward in the future. That being said, I don't currently own any memes. I haven't seen any that are attractive enough right now to throw money in but there's one that i do quite enjoy uh and that's uh, an avalanche meme called cock in you <laughs> hey, hey 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 god it's, let's be cultured here it's c-o-q like the chicken in french it's cultured all right it's french <laughs> cooking you <laughs> some cooking you monsieur like a dog <laughs> like a, like c-o-c-o-q-i-n-u i-n-u cocking you which is hilarious anyway, it's the big meme coin on avalanche right now i just the name's hilarious i can't get over but that's but that's what it does it's got a hilarious name so and a picture of a chicken 
People like chickens, so why not? Picture of a chicken. What are they going to think of of next? Lark. Mean sometimes I, I lose faith in our industry every now and again. I know. Well, you know, it's it's just funny. Well, you know what I thought about meme coins, and this I don't know. Maybe it took, finally had the epiphanies. I was like, ah, meme coins, whatever. But I I have this thought about meme coins is that meme coin investing. Yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a gateway drug for regular people coming into crypto because if you look at mm-hmm. Chainlink, okay, oracles and verifiable random function and the CCIP, you know, cross-chain transfers and stuff like this, you know, <laughs> real connected real world web. That's all super complicated, right? I've told I literally told one of the Chainlink guys, you guys need to like put a dog logo for like your logo and people would start buying Chainlink more. But realistically, it's the, the <laughs> yeah, gateway, dumb it down, right? That's right. Dumb well, that's right. But the, the, the gateway jug for people coming into crypto is meme coins in a lot of ways because it's easy to understand. It's already so hard to learn about crypto anyway. You come in like, oh, this one's funny and I'm going to buy it because it's funny. And meme coin investing, in my opinion, very risky, very high risk. Obviously, most people lose most of their money and they chase big pumps and they buy at the wrong time and all that kind of stuff. So keep this in mind. But I think with meme coin investing, one of the big things to understand is that meme coins are like a financial instrument to bet on internet culture, to invest in internet culture. And so that's why Dogecoin has been so important, right? Because you're, you're not, yeah, you're investing in Dogecoin has got a picture of dog and stuff like that, but for mid-curve, right? See, I've always mid-curved meme coins. The apes, <laughs> the apes on the left side of the mid-curve, they're going to say, oh, a picture has, you know, coin has dog picture and I'm going to buy it because of that. The guy, the wizard on the right side of the, the uh, mid-curve meme, he's going, memes are culture. This is the culture of the internet and you're buying internet culture when you buy this and the internet is the most important thing in literally everyone's lives and you're buying a financial part of that by buying this meme coin and that's what i think a lot of people that's what that was like my it's like uh, how did i realize this sooner (laughs) basically so if i can help anyone along their journey and and, you know meme coin degeneracy by that comment i hope so (laughs) speaking speaking of our internet culture like the timeline going crazy right now everybody's tweeting sec approves bitcoin etf but the sec has not approved it yet <laughs> so the internet culture is striking again right now very funny oh man yeah, no everybody reads into everything it's like um there, there's all these public filings that all these you know issuers have to you know get approved and get you know comments on so there's all these public filings and window deadlines that people are looking at and so everybody thinks that they're the the, the biggest smartest sleuth and that they're the only ones looking at these filings and you know but you know at the end of the day until we hear that it's official um i wouldn't trust anybody um not even the sec's own twitter account apparently (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly um no look hey last last question uh, before we let you go lark and we really appreciate all the time um any any kind of price prediction december 31 2024 end of the year um my guess, I put it out on a podcast the other day. I said eighty thousand U.S. dollars uh, for for the price of Bitcoin by the end of the year. What, what do you have to say on that? Uh, what's your What's your guess? Your best guess? My my thought for twenty twenty four, end of twenty four, and look this early twenty twenty five maybe. But I, <laughs> I've been looking at sort of one hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's sort of been my general sentiment around a potential cycle peak. That's based on a lot of different factors, diminishing returns, and we could really get into that. But I think 150k. I, I think 150k could be like the cycle peak. But but 
big but. This this was all all this prognosis was made before BlackRock entered the game. And so there is the potential that BlackRock could the the impact of all this really really big money chase after Bitcoin could push us to a, an even higher peak than that. And that's the 150k may end up being a very conservative number, but my thought on this is I'd rather be focused on more conservative thoughts versus more bullish euphoric thoughts because the trouble I got myself into in the last bull run is I was convinced as were many other people that we were going to 100k and then we didn't go to 100k we had a double top and went down and so I'm also not wedded to 150k for me what's more important than okay this is the number where everything's gonna okay that's we're hit we had 150k and then that's it you sell and then you walk away and that was the perfect top and then we go down no nobody nobody can know that right so price predictions are just that they're predictions nobody knows the future there's so many factors that can come into play so many variables it's impossible and it's hard to know yeah. what price is going to do in five minutes let alone tomorrow let alone a year from now but we do know in crypto there are some factors that will generally say it might be a good time to start exiting the market. Now, look, in general, my strategy, yep. I sell on the way up. So whenever I have coins that do huge gains, I'm going to take some money off. Right? I do the keep same. It keep it simple. Worth. Yeah, keep it simple. And that, yeah. way, that way you know you're getting paid. You know you're getting paid the whole time up. Like I did this very success with a lot of coins. Like Matic last cycle got in like, I don't know, three cents or whatever. Sold it multiple times on the way up. Didn't hit the peak price. Never sold it at the top, but I sold enough of it along the way that I made truckloads of money. Most people never sold and hold their bags the whole way back down. So there's that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. When the markets are getting overheated, you're going to see massive euphoria on your timeline, massive greed on your timeline. You're going to see the media starting to talk about how crypto is the new paradigm of money. Everyone's getting hilariously rich, all this kind of stuff. The late night talk shows are all going to be talking about crypto nonstop again. They're all going to be buying million-dollar NFTs, these sorts of things. We're going to see your old friends you haven't talked to in 20 years because they still follow you on Facebook. You're Facebook friends, right? And they saw that yeah. a few years ago you posted something about Bitcoin, and now they're going to call you and ask you, hey, man, how do I buy that Bitcoin thing? You know about that Bitcoin thing? This is a top signal. We're going to see the Coinbase app probably at number one in, for finance apps or number one of overall apps in the App Store. That happened last cycle, marked the peak within a few i think within nine yep. days of the coinbase app hitting number one the markets went down that was it that was the, that was the top yep similarly was it was it was like april 12th or something 2021 yep and ever since uh, i think when coinbase ipo'd on on that day the market fell too right yeah. and, it, and it happened and it happened again in um late october early november around the second right. bitcoin peak so the coinbase app again was trending near the top. So Coinbase app, uh, other big apps, Binance app, whatever, watch for those to be top trending apps. Again, it's just the sign that the retail mania is here. The herd is here. It's going crazy. And the exit liquidity basically is coming to the market. So for anybody listening now, you're buying early, you're buying low, and you want to sell high later on. The sad reality of markets is the vast majority of people are going to come in and buy high, and then they're going to sell low. And you don't want that to be you. It's pain. Yeah. It's suffering. It's depression. It's losing all your money. Don't do it. Don't do it. Remember to sell. Here's here's what final take, thought. Take your profits or the market will take them for you. I was just going to say that. I was literally just going to say that. Uh, take profits while the market allows it or it'll take it right away. Yep. Um, Lark, hey, man, I hope that we could kind of get back on again one of these days in chat. Maybe there's going to be some more big news announcements. This was incredible. 
Um, really excited to, to be able to speak with you. And uh, yeah, hopefully everybody can give you a follow. Um, why don't you go ahead and let us know, you know, where you're most active and, and how people can kind of stay in touch with uh, everything you got going on. Yeah, I mean, the best places to find our uh, X and YouTube under Lark Davis. You can find me there. And also go to check out our website, thewealthmastery.io. It's our free newsletter. We also post all kinds of like free research reports and beginner's guides and stuff over there. So go check that out too. Beautiful. Incredible. Thank you so much. And uh, this time tomorrow, uh, maybe we're going to be in a different world, a new paradigm with a Bitcoin ETF. Uh, it, very exciting. Uh, thank you so much. And everybody at home, happy trading uh, and take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.